Thank you for listening to this Miller Time Media Podcast. This interview took place during our Miller Time Live radio program. For information on the program, you can visit our page on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio. You can also find us on any of your favorite podcasting platforms by searching Miller Time Media. If you do not find us on your favorite podcast platform, not to fear, just send us an email and we'll get it done for you, Radio at outlook.com. Thank you and enjoy. I just want to go back, back to 1999. Yeah, you know, some of us want to go back to 1999, don't we? You know, after this year. It is... I want to go back to the time that you became the Christmas Scrooge. Oh, How did that happen? I don't know. I, you <laughs> know, there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of background to that, I guess. I don't, you know what I hate about Christmas? Can I really tell you? You know, it's about the birth of the baby Jesus, but everybody makes it about everything but. And it becomes this whole month of uh we're talking about it on radio now in the states not happen here so much but on the in the states they start playing christmas music some radio stations go all christmas music from the end of november all the way through the end of december (laughs) and it's irritating and i just it's just like ah and then people get extra stupid they go in the shops and whatever i have no idea what it's going to be like this year but Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not a festive season person. Yeah. I the more I can st- stay in my house and not see people, and then of course everyone goes on holiday, and if you want to go anywhere, it's packed. You know. By the way, we gotta have a talk sometime about when when you find a cool spot, you know, to chill, like a dam or a you know hiking path or something. Don't put it on Facebook and say, "Oh, look where I am," and tag yourself because then next <laughs> thing you know, there. everybody's there. <laughs> that we had that happen to us last weekend. So, Lacady and her sister decided to take me somewhere for my birthday, and I'm not going to say where, although it's already wrecked because it was just completely packed with people, and it's a cool, a cool place. But there were so many people there you couldn't move, and the the whole point of hiking in nature, you know, is for peace and quiet and whatever. And you're out there, and all you hear are people. Wah, 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 wah. I'm like, oh man, this is. We were all disappointed, and Lacady had been there, so she knew the place, but she said, "This is what happens." when you tag on Facebook and you take pictures and whatever. And, and next time, you know, rather just tell people you're on the moon. <laughs> so we're talking about uh, taking back the power here on Mind Matters with Jenny Kay. And you were just telling us about how forgiveness is important and uh, how we should blame people or not blame people. Yeah. So <laughs> I like well, blaming well, people. Well, let's not. I mean, no, you can okay. choose to, but let me know how that works for you. All right. So, <laughs> so yeah, you know, with, with blame... When, when I blame somebody else, uh-huh. I give away all my power. Uh-huh. I cannot influence it. I can do nothing to change another person. Mm. I cannot change the way they think. I cannot change the choices they make. I have no control over another person. Which means that in effect, if I'm going to blame somebody, I'm going to keep myself well and truly stuck. Mm-hmm. So some important questions, and I seem to bring these questions up all the time, but they, they're really useful questions. Um, so important questions to ask us ourselves when we're in a situation that we're not happy with is, first of all, how have I contributed to this um, to the situations? What choices have I made to put myself here or keep myself here or participate in this situation? Um, have I been clear and honest in my communication um, and my expectations? Mm-hmm. And you know, have I set have I set fair and realistic boundaries that I'm prepared to be consistent with Mm. Um, because that's another thing is you know if we're inconsistent with boundaries that we set well then we might as well not set them at all 
because then then nobody really knows what it is. It's like drawing a line and then moving the line. It's not exactly. helpful it's, in any way, right? Yeah, it's really not helpful at all. Mm. Um, and then, of course, am I being honest with myself and am I being honest with other people? Okay. Um, you know, those are always very empowering questions when we start when we start taking them to heart. Um, I don't know if you've if you've ever watched that program. Um, what's his name? Caesar. Milan, um, the dog, the whisperer. dog whisperer. Yes. yes, I have. So one of the things that um, I always um, I always enjoy with uh, that program is how you know people bring their their problem pets, <laughs> but in actual fact, at the end of the day, he ends up working with the people to mm. correct the pet's behavior. Yeah, because pets only know what they're taught, right? And if you don't teach them, I mean, look at my dog Chewy. I mean, you know Chewy. Mm-hmm. What, what an amazing little dog he is. He's awesome. He didn't come to me that way. Although I have to say that the foster uh, mom that had him. Uh, Nicole Litzum, and she's married now. I think her name is Nicole Moffat, but she's in Michigan. And she spent about two months with him, I think, really working with him. She said, we had to teach him how to become a dog because the people that had him originally kept him tied up outside or in a crate in Michigan. Winter, summer, didn't matter. They they didn't have the ability to care for him the way he needed. And he's a small dog. He's a Lhasa Apso. He's not a Great Dane or something. Mm. So when I heard that, my heart was broken. So he just, he didn't know how to behave. He wanted to chew everything, jump on everything. And they just, they broke him with that and they taught him. And I mean, now he comes in here, he sits on the chairs. He's, he doesn't, he only barks if he hears something. He's a very good watchdog, but you know that. But the, the point is, is he had to be taught, right? Mm. So, yeah. so, you know, what, what comes out of that for me is that, you know, whether it's our pets or, or the people that we interact with, sure. relationships exist as a system. And we all, we all influence and affect that system that we exist in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of the things that you actually brought up last week was talking about ADD and ADHD and, and the tendency for people to very quickly put their kids onto Ritalin. And, mm. and again, I'm not going to comment on whether I think that Ritalin is, is appropriate or inappropriate. Um, it's not my field of expertise per se. But one of the things that I do I do want to point out with that is this is just one example of a challenge that might come up mm-hmm. for a family. And mm-hmm. the that pattern of behavior that and the, the chemical imbalances and the way our minds work, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you start to look at how behavior affects the chemistry in our body, it, it is just a pattern of behavior. And whether, you know, whether a child is on Ritalin or not on Ritalin, um, there's still work to be done if you're wanting to actually rectify the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, medication is always a way to, um, to become functional, um, but it's not a solution. It doesn't rectify them. It doesn't teach them the skills necessary to self-regulate. Yeah. And... You know, if you if you are in a family situation, and and particularly parents who have kids that are you know are diagnosed as ADD or ADHD, it really is worthwhile paying attention because chances are that one or both of you as adults um, is not particularly great at self regulating yourself, mm-hmm. um, and you know there there are patterns of behavior that exist within families that get passed on from generation to generation. And it is possible to break these patterns of behavior. Mm. Um, you know, this mindset that, well, this is just how I am and I'll find somebody to love me as I am. 
Um, well, great if you do, but how is that useful? Is that a pattern that you want to be passing on to your kids? So, you know, for somebody who's really wanting to break that cycle and to help not just manage, but actually shift that behavior so that, you know, in, in a natural way, kids can start to self-regulate, um, is to actually look at doing the work um, as parents. Hmm. Because once we start to shift um, our perspectives, once we start to learn better skills around self-regulation, around the language we use, around our own reactions and responses, um, it's a lot easier for us to teach our kids. Okay. So it really is worth looking at as a systemic thing as mm -hmm. opposed to an individual thing. All right. So I'm being told it's time to be quiet now. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are. We are. We we've run out of time, unfortunately. Um, but it's it's been very uh, very interesting today and very informative as always. Jenny K. Jenny K. Neurolinguistic Therapy. People can get in touch with you. J e double n i k dot c o dot z a. You can book on her website. You can send her a message. You can read. Uh, she can help you with all kinds of problems. She can help you with problems in your relationship. She can help you with problems at work. She can help you with problems if you're just maybe the, the people, the voices in your head are too much. And she can talk to them for you, right? <laughs> Jenny Kay from Neurolinguistic Therapy. The, uh, Jenny Kay. Uh, Jenny Kay, Neurolinguistic Therapy. Thanks again. Mind Matters on Hit ZA. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much. All righty. Uh, this is Dustin Miller and Jenny Kay reminding you, don't sleep in the subway. Good night. You wander around on your own little cloud when you don't see the why or the wherefore. You walk out on me when we both disagree.
Welcome to Mind Matters with Jenny Kay from Jenny Kay Neurolinguistic Therapy each and every Thursday night right here at 7 p.m. on Hits ZA. For more information, please visit her website, Jenny Kay, J-E-N-N-I-K dot C-O dot Z-A. And for more information on Hits ZA, of course, visit HitsZA.com. Yeah, well, we're not going to reach the stars, but we are going to talk with Jenny Kay from Jenny Kay Neurolinguistic Therapy, because this is, of course, Thursday night, 7 p.m. It means it's time for Mind Matters. Joining me live in studio now is Jenny Kay. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Good. How I'm was distracted your... by the, the lyrics on the song because I happen to really like it. Do you? <laughs> I didn't know that. I just picked it because it's a cool song. Eric Clapton. I mean, how can you not like Eric Clapton, really? It is cool. <laughs> yeah. So you uh, had a productive week? It was a busy week. It was a great week, actually. Ah, cool. What uh, What's on your mind today? So... Today, I thought we could have a little chat about taking back our power. So you thought that was your first mistake. Haven't yeah, you're you pulling a face at me. Is that because I turned away from the mic and well, that's your sound? Yeah, but I also forgot to stop the song before I faded back up. So <laughs> just one of those things you do in radio. You know, you're supposed to fade out. Everything's supposed to sound pretty. Most people have no idea how the sausage gets made, you know? <laughs> but, uh, okay, so you're saying take back the power. Oh, yeah, I so should. I had another song for you. Bum, 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 bum. Got to fight the power. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we're taking back the power today on Mind Matters with Jenny K. Yeah. So just really, really taking a look at where, you know, where does our power actually lie? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I work with clients, there is a, a specific moment that I recognize this person is either going to make shifts um, in their life or they're keeping themselves stuck. And it's that moment where they are willing to acknowledge and pay attention to how they contribute to whatever situation they're in. So there's a few things. Many years ago, my very first NLP course, it was not one that um, I would recommend, but (laughs) (laughs) one um, one of the concepts that came up in this was cause and effect. And mm-hmm. I know that I'm going to have a bunch of people disagreeing with me on this. But um, the way it was the way it was presented in that particular course was that we are somehow responsible for absolutely everything that happens um, 
in and around us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if there's a thunderstorm, it is somehow our doing. <laughs> and I just look at that and I go, well, from a human perspective, how useful is mm-hmm. that frame of reference? Because um, personally, I don't feel that I have any control over or ability to influence the weather. Um, what I do recognize... I thought you had a machine out <laughs> back there that... Not yeah, so. Th- th- those are the superpowers I'm not really allowed to talk about. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, in terms of looking at a situation and say, you know, from a cause and effect perspective, mm-hmm. um, you know, there are, there are things that happen in our world and around us that we don't have influence over. However, we do have influence over our response to any situation. Mm-hmm. We have influence over the choices we make to put ourselves into, you know, whatever situation we find ourselves in. And even in an event where, you know, I deal with a lot of trauma clients. And even when I'm dealing with trauma where people have possibly been the victim of a crime that, um, you know, that they, they didn't have any control over in mm-hmm. terms of, of what happened to them or, or when it happened to them. But they do have control over over their response and how they sure. how they take that trauma, what they do with it afterwards. Mm-hmm. So there is never a situation in our lives that we are permanently stuck with that we have no influence over. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that point where people are willing to recognize and say, "Okay, how am I contributing to this?" What control have I, you know, do I have over it, and how can I influence it? Um, so one of the the things that comes up quite strongly, particularly when I'm dealing with, um, it, it normally comes up a lot in the couples therapy that I do. <laughs> how many people and are in those uh, sessions? <laughs> Well, you you say that, but uh. trust me, you come to you know when it comes to couples therapy, mm-hmm. it's everybody that's ever influenced your life that comes into the room. It's mom, it's dad, it's your grandparents, it's your teachers, it's you know it's anybody that had a serious influence and somehow played into the patterns uh. that we um, that we form and that we we live our lives you know with. So as we get older and we build up all these, uh, we go in and out of relationships in our lives and these things all impact us and, and condition us, right? And we take bits and pieces of those things with us. Yeah. If we're not careful, it can be bad. So I possibly have a slightly different approach to how I, I do couples therapy to some, you know, to other therapists. Mm-hmm. Is that um, I typically meet with a couple together for the first session to mm-hmm. identify, you know, from as a couple what it is they mm-hmm. want to achieve. Sure. But the majority of the work is then actually done with the individuals and it's looking at what are the patterns that are playing into the dynamic and how, what does each individual person need to do to break those patterns so that they can have the relationship they want. Mm-hmm. And then as we go, you know, we'll, we'll meet up as a couple together um, sometimes, sometimes we don't, you know, it, but really the, the change happens on an individual level okay. and the goal is for the couple. Hmm. Um, so anyway, one of the, one of the, the themes that comes up quite a lot is forgiveness and blame. Hmm. Um, and you know, when it comes to forgiveness, I think it's really important that we recognize that when we choose to forgive somebody, forgiveness is for our benefit, it actually has nothing to do with the other person. This is not about condoning someone's behavior. 
This is not about accepting something as being okay if it's not okay. Mm -hmm. It's not about being open to the same thing happening again. Um, And it also doesn't require the other person to even want forgiveness or ask for forgiveness or even acknowledge that they, you know, that they did something that needs to be forgiven. Okay. Um, You know, and, and when we recognize that... It's it's what we do with whatever's you know the 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 situation is mm-hmm. that either frees us to move on or keeps us stuck. I see, and that's where um, forgiveness comes in. So, you know, hand in hand with forgiveness is often um, the acknowledgement of boundaries, becoming clear on what your boundaries are, um, and then letting go of of you know letting go of what's happened and moving forward with. How can I make sure that um, that I am taking responsibility for keeping myself um, safe mm. from you know from environments like this? And I'm, I suppose this could be applied to friendships as well as romantic relationships, right? Any any time, any other type of relationship, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. It can be you know it can be a, a parent teacher relationship. It can be a friendship. It can be siblings. Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, that's, you know, that's a useful thing to recognize around forgiveness is mm-hmm. that, you know, this is something that is for us. It is entirely on us to choose it. And it most certainly is not um, condoning um, the other person's behavior. So we're not doing it for their benefit. We're doing it for our own benefit. Mm, yeah, exactly. And it's not exactly healthy to hold on to things. So you probably should just let it go, Elsa. Let it go, Elsa. <laughs> let it go. Oh, no. Don't start singing. <laughs> I won't sing. Lissady's not here, but if she hears the show, <laughs> you know, she's listening. Oh, Hey, someone's trying to call you. Look at there. We'll All right. Back. So for forgiveness. So forgiveness. And then, you know, the the flip side to that, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. I don't know that it's the flip side, but something that, that tends to go quite closely with it. Well, it can be if you wanted to be. Is this concept of blame. And the need for the need for blame for right and wrong to somehow shift responsibility and ownership of things away from us, mm-hmm. and um, again recognizing that sure we can we can spend forever finding reasons to blame everybody else um, in terms of why things went wrong or or what happened or, or whether you know who should have done things differently. Um, and, you know, it might help us to feel, to feel relief for a short period of time that we're somehow not to blame and we don't have to feel guilty in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, but how's that working for us? Mm. You know, what, is, what does blame do? It just keeps us stuck. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, so, you know, it's, it really is quite a pointless exercise, blame. Mm. Um, and even in a situation where somebody is doing something that is inappropriate or not acceptable, um, we still have influence over the situation. All right. Um, you know, if it's if it's a relationship, we still choose to be in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And very often, the um, you know something happens and. All the focus is on that one event. But over the course of the relationship with that person, there's, you know, there's a codependence that exists. And, 
you know, very often we, it's a convenient way to ignore how we've contributed to that situation arising in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, blame is not about, it's not helpful to blame somebody else or blame ourselves. Mm. Really the most useful question that we can start to look at is, you know, is it useful mm-hmm. um, or not? Okay. 